This is The Literary Life. I'm Mitchell Kaplan. I've owned books and books and been a bookseller for over 35 years. What you're about to hear are conversations about all things literary, with writers, readers, publishers, old friends, new friends, and anyone who might wander into our store with an interesting story to tell about their connection to books, reading, or writing. These will be informal, over-the-backyard-fence kind of conversations, the kind I and booksellers everywhere have each and every day. So, Victoria and um, and Regina, I want to welcome you to The Literary Life. This is a very, very important episode for, for me and for us and for all of our listeners because um, you have supporters in very far-flung places throughout the United States and particularly in the literary community as well. Uh, I'm in Miami, Askold is in Boston. And uh, I would say that uh, probably 80% of the conversations that I have with Askold is for him to let me know exactly, you know, what he hears with his ear to the ground um, in terms of what's happening uh, in Ukraine. Because we hear things, we're getting coverage in the United States, but we're never really sure exactly if we're getting the clearest picture. So, so Askold was extremely um, generous in uh, hooking me up with both of you so that we could get a clear picture of exactly what's going on and particularly what's what happening with the literary community there right now. Um, and I'm gonna let Askold introduce both of you uh, to our listeners. Askold is so many things. He's a, a Renaissance man in so many different ways. He's a publisher, he's a writer, he's a professor at uh, UMass in Boston. And um, he has been an unwavering voice lifting up the uh, 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 Ukrainian um, community here in the United States. Um, and has us all, you know, waiting for the time that we can all accompany him back to Ukraine after the victory that we know is coming. So, uh, Askold, why don't you uh, step in? Thanks so much, Mitch. It's a pleasure to be here with you again. And um, I thank you for your continuous support for Ukraine during this um, horrific period. Um, and it's my pleasure to uh, welcome two by now old friends. Um, Mariana Savka is a co-founder and editor-in-chief of the Old Lion Publishing House, one of Ukraine's most important and um, uh, successful publishing houses. They're publishers of uh, Ernest Hemingway and Arundhati Roy and Paul Auster, among others, as well as Elizabeth Gilbert, so many writers. Um, she also operates a string of the a string of bookstores nationwide and has over 100 employees. She's also at the same time the author of over 20 books, including books of poetry for both adults and children. She's an accomplished singer, actress, and leader of the band Mariana's Trio. She's also a blogger and runs a YouTube program, Mariana at Night. Um, and uh, the, uh, the other um, thing I have to note about Mariana, and it's true also for Victoria, is that I met Mariana in Boston. Uh, in 2007, when she came to uh, the, be a fellow at the William Joyner Center for the Study of War and Social Consequences at the University of Massachusetts, Boston. 
Um, so uh, she's a Boston acquaintance. That is true also of Victoria Amelina, whom I met when she was uh, in residence with her family in Brookline. Victoria was born in Lviv in 1986, and that's where she now resides. She's a Ukrainian novelist and author of children's books. After a successful career in the IT industry, she decided to dedicate herself to writing. She's a recipient of the prestigious Joseph Conrad Award, and her writings have been translated into Polish, Czech, Dutch, English, and German. She's also a prominent social activist and is the organizer of the New York Festival. And Mitch, I don't know if you know this, I did not until Victoria informed me and invited me to, to participate in an event, but there happens to be a New York uh, in Eastern Ukraine, right near the war zone. And Victoria was visiting it um, some months ago, I guess over the, over the summer. Um, so uh, she, she's um, also a member of Ukrainian PEN and has um, recently published an award-winning novel, I hope she'll talk about, uh, which explores from a very, from a fascinating point of view, the history of the city um, that she and Mariana both inhabit, the city of Lviv, um, also known as Lvov, also known as Lemberg. So um, I turn it back to you, Mitch, uh, to begin the conversation. Thank you, Asko. I think the first, the first question that I ask is, how are you both doing right now? And, and what is the situation that you find yourself in? Maybe I will be first. Uh, thank you for, for this meeting. Um, it's re a really great pleasure to, to be here and to see you, both of you, <laughs> three of you. So we are very um, thankful for all your help for, uh, to Ukraine and for all your support. It's really, really uh, important for us, and each of day we feel this support. And uh, it's not only uh, word, good words; it's uh, very good deals. And uh, we have so many connections between Ukraine and United States, and and all of the world. And now we see each uh, each each person in this world. And this uh, this war is very personally a choice for everybody, and for us also. So, from the first days of this war, uh, each of us did this choice, and we start to uh, to do everything what we we can do for the victory and for this standing with Ukraine, in Ukraine, and for Ukraine. So many of my friends are, are volunteers now. Many of my employees are all volunteers also, and some of my employees in the army. And some of them in the territorial uh, defense. And uh, we, uh, at the same, same time, we are trying to uh, to save the company and their, to work, um, not in office, but we're working and we're making new, new books also. So this office is like uh, one part, it's like uh, the center of volunteers help uh, and uh, humanitarian help uh, and other side is like, uh, uh, publishing house <laughs> and we try to edit and uh, pop and even uh, publish some books some new books uh, we republished their uh, reprinted 
the our old books and now uh, some of our uh, books uh, coffee book stores in Lviv are open and these coffee books uh, stores like uh, the big hub for hubs for the people where uh, where these people can uh, meet each other uh, talk to each other uh, and help of course and uh, but some are more some web stores are closed in uh, Odessa in Kiev and uh, uh, some number of copies of the books are, are, are bombed and destroyed at more than 100 copies. It was in the <clears throat> gas stations because we had this experience to buy the books on the gas station. Mariana, are you talking about, are you talking about the bombing outside the view? last week yes yes not in Lviv it's on the east of Ukraine in the center of Ukraine near near the Kiev uh, Kiev okay. because we are not all only um, regional uh, yeah, uh, publishing house we're selling books around the all of Ukraine talk about talk about the bookstores that you have um, you're selling your books through through the bookstores, but you're also distribute them to other places as well. Is that right? Now it's problem to, to sell the books to, uh, uh, to the bookstores in Ukraine because most part of the stores are closed and uh, we see the branch of the stores are destroyed now uh, because uh, there some publishers couldn't have the possibility to open their um, their storage for their selling books and uh, they uh, couldn't sell the books uh, and some uh, books bookstores book supermarket couldn't work because they are in their place where it is very dangerous shooting and bombing all the days and uh, uh, we uh, start to to sell the electronic version of, of our books. And we opened a lot of, uh, many, more than 30 positions, uh, articles, uh, titles. At, uh, excuse me, but are, you mean that you, you've published 30 books since the war began or that you, or when you say positions, or do you mean you hired? I mean, I mean, uh, I mean about uh, free downloading their books. We opened uh, 30, 30 titles for downloading, and uh, we see there um, near the one hundred free download now of these copies, uh, and this is like our support to our readers that they can uh, get the, uh, for free the books, and then they can read. And particularly for children uh, who are abroad and who uh, don't have the possibility to buy the books and to get these books in Ukrainian language. And now we have this, uh, we have a lot of proposition from, uh, from our um, partners abroad 
uh, they buy the volunteers. They buy our books, uh, physical uh, copies of our books, and they're special for Ukrainian children abroad. And it's, and it's very uh, big support for us. And uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, it's maybe the main main way to, uh, for publishing company now um, to get money from this from the sales to abroad and uh, um, accept this uh, downloading uh, for free. We put uh, the. Uh, Icon that you can uh, you can get uh, you can do the donation uh, uh, and everybody can do this donation uh, on our website and for this donation we we are buying our books uh, for this uh, children also so uh, it's one way and another way that um, we have a strong cooperation in contact with uh, foreign publishers and. Uh, literary agents and they are buying the rights to our books and we have very good experience especially from Japan it's um, amazing experience and amazing big praise for the uh, the rights of, for, for the book uh, the war changed the Rwanda it's uh, children books and this books is also uh, published in the United States you can see this book in your stores. Well, who, so, Marjan, can I ask you, Marjan, can I ask you a couple of, uh, Mariana, can I ask you a couple of questions? Are there, do you have inventory that is sitting in a warehouse or things that can't be distributed very easily? And can that inventory, if it were purchased, uh, you know, or if there was money donated to be able to have those books distributed throughout the country, would you be able to have distribution points for the physical books to be distributed? It is not about distribution. Uh, it's about uh, the volunteers' uh, work because this uh, um, this books. Uh, it's not only for bookstore bookstores or for for selling there. It's like for sharing and uh, but they they call um most part of them are collected uh, in their libraries but mariana he's asking actually whether um the bookstores that you have physical copies of is there you know because i think you suggested that uh, a warehouse had been bombed or uh, that some books had been destroyed um and wondering whether those those physical copies that are placed elsewhere outside of the view is it possible to get them uh, to people now? Or because you said some bookstores are closed in places, I assume like Odessa and Kharkiv. The reason, yeah, uh, the reason why, and also the reason why I'm asking that is because I would love to find a way to support the publishing house by if we could raise money to be able to purchase these books that you could, you know, that these books that are sitting in warehouses or wherever they are could then be distributed free you know, throughout the country, um, so, if, if you think that would be helpful. Um, we're thinking about this. Uh, we don't have the decision how to do this, uh, how it's possible. 
maybe if you have have some proposition, uh, we can talk about this. Um, uh, some Ukrainian publishers couldn't work in Ukraine and couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't sell the books. We can't do this because we are in this Western Ukraine and, and our city is not bombed now for now. And we have some uh, some our books and uh, uh, and we have a little possibility to uh, to make a new. Um, Print France, new editions because uh, our, our main uh, printing factories are on the in Kharkiv in the western western city. Eastern, so, city, eastern city. East, yeah. uh, sorry, east, eastern city. So you see this problem there uh, for the business. We should we should sell the physical uh, uh, copies, but we need this physical copies. We should print it. And uh, uh, here in in Lviv, we don't have any uh, print factory. So, uh, and this uh, we're waiting for the time where some uh, factories, for example, in Vila Tsarkva, in the center of Ukraine, and not far from Kiev, can be open and can to start to do this. And then we will have some copies for the for for, for the work. Because uh, now we're, um, we have uh, uh, a lot of many empty position in our uh, in our list, uh, so it's a it's a problem also, and nobody, we would nobody, love. Uh, yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry, we would love to connect this uh, with some stores abroad and to uh, to make this cooperation, but we. To uh, should to overcome this prob problem with the uh, with the books uh, with this uh, printing for well, the our, first. I think we can talk about this afterwards. But you know, one of the things that seems to be could be a solution is to have these books printed outside of Ukraine and then be brought into Ukraine. And, it's, and uh, we we try to 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 think about their printed abroad but uh, you know when we will get this from the border uh, we will have uh, a big price for the all of this um, the tax you know, for the yeah. taxes yes well, and it will be more than we we can uh, it will be not for for our market well i'm just hoping that what we can do is look what i would love to see happen is if we could raise money outside of ukraine and have it published and then these books could be taken care of and there'd be no cost to you. And then they could be distributed to people who don't have access to the books. I mean, that that is something that I would love to see happen. And perhaps we can work through the bookstores here in the United States and even some of the publishing houses that might want to help fund that kind of thing. So these are this is something we can talk about, you know, in terms of which titles you think would be the most important titles to get out there so that people can have access to them because interesting particularly with children's books and um and we would you know there are so many children who are in need of books both both in ukraine and the children that have also left and we i think that's something that we can do you know here uh and because people are looking for ways to support the literary community in ukraine and the reading public, and I 
and I'll talk to Askold and you maybe after this, and we'll try to we'll try to create something that will allow that to happen. Uh, I have four bookstores here in Miami, and I'm, it's wonderful. And I'm connected with a number of different bookstores across the country, and I would love if we can make this an initiative because that would be one very concrete way that we can help. Super, thank you. Victoria, how are you? <laughs> and uh, how are things with you? Uh, first of all, I also want to thank you all. I mean, uh, uh, you and all, uh, all the listeners for your support of the Ukrainian people. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, and uh, of course, there's a lot of behind this okay that all Ukrainians uh, say when uh, replying to this simple question, how are you? But uh, I'm safe. And uh, as uh, Mariana mentioned, uh, uh, the cities in the west of uh, Ukraine are relatively safe. Of course, I wouldn't say that they are completely safe because, uh, uh, yes, they do not bomb the cities itself so far, uh, but the missiles, uh, Russian missiles hit uh, uh, the uh, airport uh, uh, building, um, not the airport building itself, but uh, uh, some some uh some other building next to it as far as i know and other places and i know that uh, mariana who is by the way my publisher actually uh, she's a publisher of my books um i know that uh, she even saw actually one of the explosions uh, right out of her window so um uh, so we we do not feel completely safe but the city of lviv uh, right now has uh, uh, has a mission. It is kind of an arc for uh, the rest of Ukrainians. The refugees uh, started coming uh, right uh, after the first attacks on the February 24th. And since then, uh, our railway station uh, was always flooded and we had a lot of work to uh, help the refugees uh, uh, either to stay in uh, Lviv or, or go uh, further abroad. Um, as Eskold mentioned, I'm not only a novelist and an essayist. I am, I, I almost said was, but I am a founder of a, a literary festival in the small town of uh, New York uh, in uh, the eastern Ukraine. Uh, it uh, used to be uh, probably the first uh, literary festival that was so close uh, to the front line. Uh, but right now, of course, uh, all the festivals in Ukraine are uh, in the war zone, not just the festival that uh, uh, I and my team did. Um, so um, I had, I was uh, busy um, lately with coordinating the evacuation of people from the east of Ukraine exactly because uh, I had those connections and my uh, festival team uh, is distributed uh, all over Ukraine as well. And uh, uh, we tried to convince and evacuate as many New Yorkers, Ukrainian New Yorkers as possible. Uh, Mariana knows that uh, uh, in uh, January, and it seems that it is so far away, uh, trust me, it seems that January was in some in some other past life. Uh, but in January, we brought people, uh, children from the war zone to Lviv. 
so that uh, they can uh, have actually some conversations and meet uh, uh, successful and bright people just like Mariana. So Mariana met uh, uh, those children from the war zone from Ukraine and New York in uh, one of her beautiful bookstores. Uh, and already in February and in March, uh, we were uh, worrying not about those children's education, but about those children's lives, of course. Uh, and uh, I'm just, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm happy that all those kids uh, uh, did uh, evacuate from the East because, you know, it is, it is always difficult to convince Ukrainians to leave their homes. Uh, they don't want to go. They would find a lot of excuses. And some of our festival volunteers, part of my team, uh, still stays uh, uh, in the East and they wouldn't go. And uh, there are not just men who would defend uh, uh, Ukraine, of course, but also women who would just, uh, they just don't want to leave their, their home. Um, I myself was in Egypt when the war started. I was on vacation um, and actually I had a flight uh, scheduled uh, uh, on uh, February 24th at 7 a.m. Uh, so we left our hotel just like we were just like uh, all tourists there, like Germans, Swiss, I don't know, maybe Americans. Uh, but when we arrived to the airport, uh, Egyptians looked at us with those you know, expressions like we were already dead. <laughs> And they said, you cannot go, do you know what happened in Ukraine? Um, and um, I spent two days uh, trying to get back home. Uh, and uh, I came to Ukraine on uh, February 26, uh, actually to, to volunteer and to, to help with, with all of that, to help my team in the affected regions and, and everyone. Um, we also, um, I know how, how much help is coming uh, to Ukraine from the US because uh, I um, uh, also worked at the humanitarian aid warehouse in Lviv, actually in a couple of them, and one of them uh, is dedicated to the uh, humanitarian aid that comes from Razum for Ukraine uh, a charity organization. Uh, and it's really a lot of uh, help, uh, and uh, this is also an important aspect because Lviv right now is not just an ARC that uh, uh, accepts and uh, helps refugees, but also a place where the most of humanitarian aid is being distributed because obviously uh, planes cannot fly directly to Lviv or Kyiv, so it all comes through the Polish border or other uh, checkpoints. It's what writers are doing right now. Writers are not writing mostly, but rather sorting uh, tactical medicine items or something like that. That was actually my next question to both of you is, um, you know, how are Ukrainian writers contributing to the war effort? Um, and you just answered part partially that, um, that they are directly contributing to the war effort. What kind of literary uh, um, efforts are being made um, in terms of communicating what's happening right now? I know that uh, Mariana is working as a publisher to get word out. Are there other more informal ways that writers are in communication with one another? 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I would like to say that we are communicating with the with other um, writers, with uh, our writers, and for, with our foreign writers also, maybe with them, uh, and um, we inform we inf we are informing uh, all of our society what is what's going on in, in, uh, in Ukraine in in our city and during this war and also we we have many support and information from all of them and some of some our authors also in army many of them are in territorial defense and maybe most part of ukrainian writers are volunteers and uh, um, I'm very afraid for, for some of them because um, a lot of them <clears throat> in very dangerous places now and they're, they are trying to keep calm and fight. Um, maybe two days ago, Sergei Jadan got a prize for the freedom and it's, I think it's very good sign. Uh, and Sergi and uh, some Kharkiv, uh, some writers from Kharkiv are standing there, and they are trying to be with this uh, volunteer uh, team uh, to help people, uh, common people in, in the city all the time. And today I saw the pictures with this our uh, very famous singer and. Politic Svetoslav uh, Vukarchuk, uh, he was there, and with uh, this with uh, uh, this equipment, with this equipment like ballot proof vests and uh, helms and different stuff. So um, uh, my my author in Lviv in Kiev. Um, some some of my authors in Kiev are, are still in a very hard uh, situation, uh, but trying to to inform and trying to uh, make news and uh, and keep this connection with us and and with the world and it's like members of uh, Ukrainian pan. Uh, one of my friends. Uh, uh, Zoya Kazanji, uh, she is also my writer. Uh, she is volunteering at Odessa and, and see a lot of different work uh, uh, by Zoya and uh, their uh, and her friends. I'm working here with medicine and medical equipment, uh, special for Kharkiv, and it's like daily work. And uh, I see all of my friends. Uh, working uh, in the two ways, uh, like volunteers and like professionals, uh, professionalists. Some of some of us are trying to write. Uh, it's not only articles and uh, some uh, for 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 the media. Uh, it's uh, it's also um, poetry, and uh, we see. Uh, very good quality poetry in Ukraine uh, from this war. And I hope uh, after this war, 
we will have a new new wave of literature, uh, but we should wait for some reflection. Uh, we should wait for uh, for some t- sometimes the people should uh, get uh, get rest from this uh, horrible from this. Uh, nightmares and you couldn't imagine what's going on in Ukraine in the east of Ukraine is in center it's a murder and murders uh, it's horrible horrible situation and we worried about this every day we connecting with this, with people and some cities are absolutely um, locked uh, locked and uh, we are waiting this space how to get their uh, help for them and it's very very hard so but we're standing and we uh, hope that we will be in in this very hard war and maybe uh, now we are changing the world I think well the thing that is so stunning is at least when we sit in the comfortable space in the United States is to see the images that are clearly war crimes that are happening all throughout Ukraine and and what's happening in like Mariupol right now. I mean, it, you know, the, the city looks completely devastated. It reminds me of pictures of, that I saw of Dresden when Dresden was destroyed. And um, you're absolutely right. I think people need, will need to step back and rest and, and, and be able to have perspective in terms of what's going on. I'm also interested as a bookseller in terms of your other booksellers who work for you. Um, uh, what is, are, is it as var- the, the conditions that they're in are as varied as the different cities that you have your bookstores? But you know, I have to stop and jump in and say that at some point early on, I was trying to persuade Mariana to leave. She said, I can't leave. I have a hundred people working for me. Wow. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, um, well, that's been, I think that's been one of the stunning things that I've discovered by talking to Askold and also meeting people is how the writing community and the literary community and the artistic community, as well as everyone, nobody is leaving, you know, unless they have young children who they want to put in a sense of safety, the bravery and, and being able to stay uh, and fight for victory is, is, is remarkable. It's truly wow. remarkable. And um, I think the other thing that is stunning from, and it might be good for you to know, is just the amount of people who have kind of woken up to the to just how astonishing Ukraine really is. I, I was talking uh, to Victoria earlier that my family was a Jewish family from Lvov. You know, it was called Lvov at the time, and it was something that. I didn't give much thought to growing up. You know, I thought of it as a little Jewish shtetl and didn't really understand the city as I now do. And and the hunger that I have to go when it's possible to go is quite profound. And so, you know, one of my hopes is that I will be able to meet you all there, if not sooner here in the United States. I hope Victoria will tell you something a little bit about Dom's Dream Kingdom, because part of the, that novel uh, explores the kind of deeper history of Lvov v. Lemberg. 
Yeah, actually, it, it, it's true. My my latest novel is about uh, uh, Lviv, and I don't know. Well, it is it is important right now as well because this dramatic history actually comes back, but just in another form uh, to Lviv. And I had some um, unique moment. I've uh, met uh, a journalist uh, from uh, London who also uh has a jewish origin and it was important to him uh, he didn't know that there is now a modern uh, uh monument to the holocaust victims of course in uh, lviv uh so after the interview we walked to to this monument and i think it was important for him and uh, since actually lviv is uh in the middle of what uh, american historian timothy snyder called bloodlands right so these are actually lands that have uh, maybe the most dramatic history uh, of all. And uh, everything that is now happening is just the continuation of that history. And probably this is a sign for the world that we have to uh, learn more about uh, the region. We Ukrainians have to learn more uh, about ourselves too. So I guess, my hope is that, as Mariana said, we have uh, we need some time for a reflection, and I think the best novels won't start in 2022 or even in 2014 when Russia uh, actually uh, started its uh, invasion of Ukraine. I I think the most profound novels would would start uh, a lot earlier and would examine also this uh, dramatic history of. Uh, not just Ukrainians uh, and Russians, but also Jewish and Polish uh, Armenians. So I think this is a very, uh, this would be a very important point. And uh, it would be important for the world to actually see how um, diverse, you know, and, um, and right now, um, so kind to everyone and so embracing uh, Ukraine is right now. I think this is a very important point. Can I add to this? Uh, thank you. Uh, it's about uh, some Jewish uh, authors of my publishing house. So maybe you know this British Jewish uh, writer, Philip Sands. He is also my author and we published his book, uh, East, West, uh, East West Street. East West Street, it's uh, the uh, the uh, street in in uh, in Lemberg, in in Lviv in Lviv not in Lviv in that period of time when it was uh, about Nazis. So now uh, Philip is very active in this uh, negotiation uh, between uh, Ukraine and all the world uh, in this uh, uh, on the international uh, level, uh, like. Uh, international lawyer, because he is uh, uh, specifically his uh, uh, lawyer uh, who is uh, interested in this subject, like Henocid. Uh, Henocid, how to say? Henocide. Yeah, he actually works with war crimes uh, uh, in, in, other parts too, in other parts of the world. Yeah. So we've helped that Philip also, uh, we hope that Philip also helped Ukraine in, in this uh, international, uh, how to say, uh, um, 
Justice, uh, uh, Sure. Um, yeah, we, well, in fact, I noticed that the Raphael Lemkin Center is gathering testimony yeah. now, and I was thinking of volunteering because they're looking for translators to uh, uh, transcribe the sort of uh, recorded testimonies of uh, witnesses to war crimes. So, yeah, that's ongoing. Yeah, there was a there was a piece here in the United States that was uh, very very uh, eye opening about how. Um, as soon as there is evidence of a war crime, there is a team that swoops in in order to document exactly what happened. Because the one thing that we want to make sure happens is that, you know, these, these, uh, these monsters don't get away with it. <laughs> that is what's so very important right now. Um, it is so infuriating. Um, is there, uh, is there a message you would have to the literary community here? Is there something that you would like to see, uh, something that we could be doing that, that would fulfill a need that is happening there in Ukraine right now? I think uh, right now uh, Americans are so supportive uh, and do so much work. But what I would like to ask is please uh, stay with us because this might be not a sprint, but a marathon. And uh, this might be a, a long, a very long uh, walk to freedom. And uh, uh, actually uh, this war started in 2014 and I'm sure that it made some news and people knew about it, but then they would just forget. And I'm really scared of this, you know, habit of forgetting. Uh, and I know, I know that this might be exhaustive to support people in a faraway country for a long period of time, but we do need you to stay with us, um, not for a couple of months, but uh, as long as we will need to, to win this war. And also uh, uh, it is very important to, to stay to, to stay with and to stand with people here in Ukraine, uh, because uh, I think and in, in uh, it is easier to help the refugees abroad uh, and um, to see them to uh, open their their stories, but it's more difficult to to help people here and. Uh, I think it's our um, our own. Um, maybe it's maybe daily work. I think how to get this, have have to make this connection with them, this support of them, and have to stay with them uh, in this time. Uh, maybe later when uh, it will be easier because. I hope the next, I think the next uh, maybe um, part of this work, war, it will be not so um, not so hot, but uh, uh, but still still dangerous and still bad. And this uh, the spirit of uh, of the future when will be uh, still bad and hard. Uh, we will not in the focus of uh, world news. And it will be very hard time for us. I feel it. That's why, Mitch, what you're doing is so very important. 
Um, it's precisely, you know, it's this kind of making the personal connections, the individual connections. So this is more than a news story. And through these connections, I think the conversation can keep going and you're keeping it going, you and Carmen and Christina and all that you are doing in the books, through the bookstores um, is just so important in keeping everybody's spirits up and keeping people um, aware that they are being seen. Uh, because we do know that major media has other stories. There are other things going on in the world that understandably uh, will draw the world's attention away from something that drags on. Well, I am continually inspired by everybody that I have met, uh, inspired by the stories, by your stories, by the stories I hear from Askold. And you can count on us to make sure that we don't, that this does not fall off the front pages, that we need to make sure that on a people-to-people -people basis that we just continue to communicate so that we can help marshal support wherever we can do that. I mean, the politicians will do it on one level where they're hopefully gonna be getting in, you know, as many weapons as needed to push back, you know, to push back the, uh, the Russian invasion, but on a people-to-people -people level, there's amazing amounts of resources that all of us can help marshal. So I don't think there's ever too much that you can ask. So please feel free to ask, <laughs> and, you know, because so many of us want to do things and we don't know exactly how or where to move to do them. But I can tell you that, you know, I sit here talking to you and, and, and the inspiration that I feel for you uh, or through you is so profound. And I thank you for all that you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for spending a little bit of time during this very crazy period to help get the word out. And, and let's make sure that we keep in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank you. So thank, thank you all and thank, thank you, Glasgow. Thank you very much, yes. Thank you, it's very comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, great to be with you all. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Christina. Um, Thank you, Al. Yeah, Askold, you know, Askold has been... Thank you, Askold. I should say that Askold is our angel. Yes. <laughs> I always want to say that he's an angel for, for all Ukrainian yes. rights.